Hey, everybody, Bill here with another episode of The Debrief. Today, I chat with Allison and Matt Powell, the CEO and Director of Operations of Bitwise. Check them out at bitwise.tech. So we just recently had the pleasure of uh, working with with Allison and Matt on their rebrand. It's been live for about a month now. So today, we sit down and we talk about all things project-related, how they found the right agency, uh, what was the most challenging aspect. Fun fact... It was picking the color. You'll want to watch. You'll want to hear that part of the conversation. And um, and what their main takeaways are now, having gone through a rebrand, how they feel about branding, and how it is helping them push their company forward. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Here we are. Allison, Matt. Happy to be speaking with you all today. We're going to talk about Bitwise. We're going to talk about your project. Um, but first, why don't you share a little bit with us? Tell us what's going on most recently with Bitwise and, and anything else you want to share about the company. Yeah, thanks for having us. So I'm Matt. I'm the uh, CEO, founder of Bitwise. We are uh, primarily a government contractor. There are a number of different ways to kind of say what we do, but we do um, professional services uh, and digital services, primarily software engineering, cloud analytics for federal government customers. We're based out of Maryland, and we've been in business since uh, since 2018. We got really kind of cooking in 2019, but that's where we are. Um, and I'll let Allison introduce herself. I'm Allison. I am the director of operations. Um, I have zero technical backgrounds. Um, Makes her all the better. But I bring, I say I bring the human aspect to the company because they can get, uh, really wrapped up into their technical lingo and acronyms. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Bring it back down. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a great company and, um, it's a new role for me, but I'm excited and we're ready to rock and roll since our launch, uh, like literally a month and a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. That was the big day. Oh, cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had yep. the opportunity. You had the opportunity to do the whole May the fourth be with you. You you just waited an extra month. You could have Yeah, I and, and it would have played to the audience too, man. Like where were you? Where were you for the oh, long God? Such a missed opportunity. <laughs> uh but we're capitalizing. I've got, I've got the blue lights on. You're rocking the shirts. I love the pocket tee. So good. Um so, so yeah, so out, yeah, quick, quick yeah. shout out to Chase. He designed that tee for us. Chase Turbo, yep. your your guy, and we yep. made it a reality after after we launched. It was awesome. Yeah, sometimes we, you know we do those in the project. You're throwing out ideas, and this is how it could be, and this is how it could be, and it's it's fun because you don't always intend for those things to actually be maybe like a real thing. Um, it's awesome to see it in the flesh. All right, so so let's talk about the project just to remind everybody what we're doing here. So the the idea here is to have a very open, authentic conversation so that other people, whether they hire Focus Lab or not, doesn't matter, get a real perspective, get the real insights into what a branding project, regardless of whether it's a shorter one, longer one, et cetera, it doesn't matter. But what that's actually like to go through, right? Because it's well, it's it's all the things, and we're going to find out in this call. <laughs> um, so, so the first question we'll start in pre-project. Uh, first question is, how did you know? How did you know that you actually needed to go through a branding exercise? Yeah, so this was this was a long time coming for us. You know, we we started this company 
Um, like many companies start, you know, we started it on sort of a shoestring budget with really not much more than a vision of what we wanted this company to end up being. Um, and we kind of had a pretty good idea of how we wanted to get there, but our brand to begin was as DIY as any other startup company's brand. You know, our logo came from our friend 99 designs. It was fine. It served its purpose. It got us off the ground. Um, you know, but. For me, you know, this industry is really, really crowded with other small business government contractors um, at a similar size and scope to us. And they're all kind of trying to do the same sort of stuff. So we've got that classic problem of differentiation, right? How do we differentiate ourselves in the market? And on top of that, you know, we started to get some business. We started to hire in a few folks and it felt like I've always had this philosophy that let's try to invest a little ahead of our growth. You know, let's, let's take some uh, of, of the capital that we're earning and let's kind of feed it right back into the company where, you know, other maybe first-time business owners in a similar situation might be a little bit more scared to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. It's totally scary to invest time and money and effort into something like this when it might not necessarily be ultimately required. But for us, it was just sort of a, a line in the sand or a stake to say, hey, we're serious about building out this company and making it into something real um, and growing it in the right way. And so we're going to, at every milestone, if there's an opportunity to invest back into the company, we're going to take it. And so that all kind of culminated and we just kind of felt like it was the right time. If you have anything else to... No, I agree. Yeah. Um, And we also knew, I mean, that might lead into another question. Um, We were originally Bitwise Creative and Creative were really serving us we were getting some confusion. Um, and so we knew, <clears throat> we, we knew we wanted to drop the creative and just go with Bitwise. And we just felt like the timing of it all worked out. Yep. Yeah. Um, we might as well do it all and do it right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and honestly, just to kind of put a, a cap on that, we, we, we kind of started with, Hey, it, it might be time to get a new website. Like our website is. Let's be clear. We really didn't have a website to start. <laughs> we had one, but it was barely a website. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of said, okay, let's start here. We started talking to a couple of website, you know, designers and they're like, well, what do you want to say? You know, on the website, like, you know, what, what, what's the type of like angle you, you have here? We went, oh, well, uh, is that, you know, I was like, isn't that kind of your job? But no, it's not. It's a hundred percent our job. And so then we started talking to um, other kind of folks in the branding marketing world. And they were like, okay, let's, let's back up. Like, you know, you have a great company. We hear you. You've got this great vision, but we're going to have to articulate this a little bit more clearly. And then let's lead into the actual like visual branding elements, for example. Yeah, great. You've highlighted two, two important things. I'm happy for you all that you were able to kind of like, see that journey for what it was, which is often people think they have a website problem, but it's not a website problem, right? It actually starts before that. So it's actually what we would say a brand problem. Let's figure out the story and the narrative and all those things, and then put that onto the website. Um, So props to you for being able to kind of like precede that issue. Uh, And also props for you for taking the leap. I understand that fear that you were speaking about, which is we're going to invest in brand. But will it return dollars? Will it do the thing we needed to do? And it's always kind of like, eh. I mean, we would say time has proven the answer, which is yes. But like, you still can't put your finger on it, right? Uh, not so 
comfortably that everyone's like, oh, awesome. I know if I put it in a dollar, I'm going to get 10 back. For every dollar, I'll get 10 back. It's like, it should work. It works for other people. I hope it works for us. So there's a bit of a leap of faith. And props to you all for doing that so early too, right? Like some some businesses don't learn that so very late in their um, in their cycles, which then you've got debt that you've got to make up for and other things that you have to account for. So you're fresh and clean from the, from the start-ish. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it feels good. It's like a confidence thing. It's a, it's a yes. confidence. It's like now I can actually point people to our, our, we have a new domain now, but you know, we can point people to our website. We can, you know, provide people with marketing material and not be concerned that they're going to maybe pass judgment on us for being like a, a, a very early startup or a DIY mm-hmm. company. Um, you know, we can kind of move that to the side, take that space of the brain and put that towards something different. You yeah, know, we've got our act together. We have a singular, clear story. We know what we're doing and we care about it. Therefore, we've actually invested in it. And it's apparent that we have. There's a lot yeah. to be said for that. So well, was there a particular pain point, though? Like we kind of like we talked about why you did it. But was there a, a real pain point, like a micro pain point that you were looking to solve with this other than what we just talked about? Well, I will say I think it's just what you talked about with confidence. I noticed just him coming home and talking about like who we met or who we networked with, he was being gun shy on pursuing certain opportunities. And mm. I just saw it slowly build. And I was like, this is going to catch up with us and we're not going to hit our one year goal or five year goal. And I just knew his confidence wasn't there to really speak about, you know, his company and what he was trying to build. Mm-hmm. And so for me that I was like, we got to push more on this and get you feeling really good about it. So that's what I would say to that for sure. Yeah. Because he's really the one selling. Like, I can't go on site. You shut the security reason. Security reason. So I can't okay. sell the brand. I can't pitch to people or, or really recruit as efficiently as he can. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, it, like, he had to do it. Yeah. I needed him to feel really good about it and, and really have that like elevator pitch and feel good and yeah want to like pass out those business cards, you know, like yep. there's just confidence. Yeah. They're always to me. I mean, it kind of goes back to what I said before about sort of, you know, um, paying a little ahead of your growth. There always has felt to me an urgency to, as soon as we have the resources that we, you know, available to, create something that's a little bit more than some of its parts. What I do many days for some of our contract work is UX, uh, user experience work and, and user interface work. And so, you know, ca- kind of coming at this from a, a little bit of a user experience perspective where it's like, you know, I understand what it's like to visit a brand and not feel confident in it strictly based on how it's coming across, you know, visually, yes. uh, content wise. And I just didn't want to be, I knew that we had more and I just needed us to to have that element and it was up to professionals to help us achieve it yeah great i mean our our why statement at focus lab is to unlock the potential in the people around us that's our singular why statement and this is a prime example of that right like we're not the hero you're the hero of your story but hopefully we can come in and help unlock that so it seems like yep. you've started that journey yep um so so Okay, so I always ask this question is it, it can be a very self-serving question, which is like, what were you looking for in a rebrand partner, which then implies, tell me all the good things about the company that we've created. But I don't necessarily need it to be that. But I, I do want listeners, viewers to understand 
you know, as they go out and look for a partner in a rebrand effort, like what were you looking for specifically? It, it really comes down to the people. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. We interviewed a lot of companies, some teams with like a bigger amount and some individuals that were freelancers. And for us, it's like you hit it off or you don't. Um, mm-hmm. That was really top priority for sure. And do you? Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, you know, we talked to a lot of different teams and it had to feel right. You know, there's no way to really articulate that. Um, but it, it just kind of had to kind of mesh. And when we talked to Will, um, you know, your chief growth officer, I think I got that right. That's right. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, he just made us feel super comfortable, you know, in, in the interview and made us, you know, he, he kind of framed things to us in a way that resonated, you know, felt like he understood our industry a little bit better than other folks. I mean, this is a complex, nuanced industry as is. And um, to have him sort of listen and then sort of reiterate things back to us in a way that we could understand and maybe say better, than, you know, say it better than we can even say it ourselves. Um, it just felt like we were in good hands from the outset. And the other thing I would say as as maybe obvious as it is, we really wanted high quality and um, mm. you can throw a rock and and hit some sort of branding agency or branding folks that will kind of do a new logo or to, you know, design a new website, maybe even give you some content. We had a very unique process where I mentioned earlier, we kind of started at the beginning with some of the brand strategy and, you know, having kind of gone through the whole process, maybe there are a few things we do differently today, but you know, on the budget that we had, we knew that we needed to at least get through brand strategy. And we did that outside of Focus Lab. We kind of started with mm-hmm. this. Um, her name's Andrea Littell. She did a wonderful job sitting down with us and helping us understand what it is we were actually trying to do. And then listening to us kind of rant forever and kind of hammer out our ideas and get to something coherent. And then she kind of provided that to us. And then we turned that uh, over to you all and you all were able to kind of take it and run with it. So we needed that particular handholding through a very specific stage of the process. And you guys were well equipped to handle that for us and just felt like a good fit. So I think that's what ultimately kind of solidified the decision for us. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, we put a high amount of attention and regard into being the type of agency that is people focused, that is really there to serve the client, that is really proficient and really good at what it does, we do, but also extremely humble, right? So it, it has a certain feel that is very important to us. Um, that even resonates all the way from the first sales call, right? Which even to say a sales call for us is kind of like yucky word. Um, because that's just the type of group that we are. So I'm glad that that resonated. You got crazy Will on your call. Uh, Will's awesome. And yeah. uh, it doesn't surprise me that y'all struck a chord with him. He's, he's hard to not like. Yeah. And I will <laughs> say just sort of through the process, we, there are so many things I've learned, not so much about our, I mean, I did, I learned a ton about our company as well, but what I mean is I learned about how to provide really great customer service from you guys. I mean, it, it, there were so many quick tips and tricks that I got from I love that. interacting with you guys that I still use, you know, like my, my emoji for email count is way up, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and, you know, just things, yeah. you know, you, you, you could feel the energy from you guys through the screen. Mm-hmm. 
and it was awesome and and the enthusiasm and we have that enthusiasm you know like we have that it's just a matter of finding really great ways to communicate and um anyway they're just a bunch of little things that um i won't you know enumerate but the point is we got a lot from you guys it was, it was a really great experience Great. I'm really happy to hear that. There's a there's an acronym that we use that which you you all heard, which is Sauce at Focus Lab. So seek to achieve an unforgettable customer experience, and that's that's literally our biggest measurable in our entire company. When we have these quarterly presentations, which is next Tuesday for us, that's the big number that we look at. How many projects were unforgettable? Because we believe that everything below that comes true if you can yeah. achieve that one thing. So part of that is emojis and, you know, animated gifts in your deliverables and <laughs> trying to have fun while you're in a long, challenging, complicated project, right? Like let's yeah. let's make this enjoyable. Okay, so uh okay, so you found us, great. We fell in love. We went on our first day. We're like this is going to be awesome. Uh and then we got into the project. So so there's three questions of the in-project phase here that I'll ask you. Starting out with the most challenging, what was the most challenging part of the project? Oh, I, I was going to say, I thought we were going to say it at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's obvious to me what I think the, the most challenging part was. I mean, we, we could talk about a bunch of challenging things as, you know, that that, that is brand development, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it's a challenge. Um, we had a very, this is going to sound completely superficial, so that's fine. We'll say it and move on. But, you know, at the very end of the project, we had colors to pick. One of the things that we learned throughout this process was let's hop right out of our comfort zone, right? Like let's, mm -hmm. let's stare our comfort zone in the face and let's send them out the door, you know, because it's all about being differentiated and um, ideating on all these different things that can help us stand out in the market. And we got as far as we could in, in, in that process and ultimately couldn't quite make the last leap onto this color palette that was really tremendous. It was awesome. It was, a, it was this green color palette, green and like limey yellow type as an accent color that, that Chase was like, come on guys. He was like, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. And, um, I think maybe, you know, eight out of 10 clients might've, might've gone for it. We chickened out, but you know, the colors that we went on were, were fantastic. But that last step, um, was so emotional for us to try mm. to, you know, to, to make that final decision. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's what I would say was the most, certainly the most emotional, um, and maybe the most challenging. We spent 48 hours. We neglected our kids, our family. <laughs> Like we didn't eat or sleep. Like it was just yeah. colors. Yeah, it was, it was rough for a minute. I mean, but I, I'm so happy where we landed. Like it all worked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say the same thing. The most challenging part was just how emotional it got. Um, and the other thing that always stood out to me is at some point, I think it was fairly early on, Chase said, you, cause sometimes you, you have to like look at a design, sit with it and learn to, like let it grow on you like it's not always going to be out of the gate like hit that's right and that was really hard for me to grasp i was like i'm usually like either i like it or i don't and like let's move on and he's like no no sit with it and should i just did and i was like no, i don't like it like move up and so that for me personally do a bug like a learning thing yeah, it's a control I won't so. comment on that, but yes, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, um, 
you never know what's going to trip people up. Quite honestly, yeah. you, you just actually don't. Everyone's different. Humans are different. They're complicated. Sometimes it's color. Sometimes it's shape, right? Logos. Sometimes it's words, communication stuff. Are we positioned accurately? But there's a lot of fear in there, appropriately so, quite honestly, right? Like these are big decisions and there's, yeah, you can go back on them, but you certainly don't want to, right? You're not going to print all that stuff out and change your whole website only to realize like, oh, well, I'm going to change my mind now. So you want to get it right. And in that moment of really wanting to get it right, you're at the edge of the cliff and you're like, uh, I got to get this right. So there, yeah. there is a lot of emotion that happens in that moment. Hopefully, and this is part of our job, is to help you through that, right? We are more than just wordsmiths and, and designers and writers and strategists. We are also what we start to call kind of like Sherpas, therapists, shepherds, all these things, right? Like we're, we're, we're building and we're helping at the same time. So hopefully we were helpful uh, in that yeah. effort. I think we were, right? And so our, our job ultimately is also not to say like, you should pick this. We know the best answers. You have to live with it at the end of the day. So. Well, and, and, and just to the, the last thing on that is at the very last minute, it was a beautiful surprise um, when we got our final brand guideline deliverable from Focus Lab. Um, Chase had snuck in the green as a secondary color at the end of our palette. And it worked like no one had even through the whole crisis of color, no one had ever considered, well, why don't we just add green as a secondary color to your blue palette? You know? uh -huh. and, and and then I think he had the light bulb at some point and it was a nice little surprise. Like I know he kind of did it um, to kind of surprise us, which was great. Well, that's a perfect bridge to the next question, which, um, well, actually the next one's what's most rewarding, but um, all right, well, let's go rewarding first. So, what was the most rewarding aspect of the project? What was the most rewarding? I mean, I think for us to be able to, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before, to be able to take a finished brand and put it out into the world, um, that was a really fun week. You mm. know, we kind of had our, our coming out posts on LinkedIn. We were able to hit the go button on the website. We have gotten a tremendous amount, more than even I was expecting, um, amount of, of positive feedback uh, from our network. And, um, you know, that has been a really fun experience. And I guess the other thing is we, it, it was an unexpected opportunity to kind of reconnect with a bunch of folks that we had kind of not, oh. like, you know what I mean? Like almost yes. as a product with not feeling really great about our brand. We didn't want to share it as, as widely as we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Now that we have all this, like, you know, sort of confidence to kind of go out and, and, and hit the circuit as it, as it were, we're hearing from a lot of people that we didn't hear from for a long time that, that we had kind of lost touch with. And so that's been a, another sort of like unexpected byproduct of the whole thing. So just having, a, I think just at the end of the day, having a brand that feels really good and being able to get the feedback and to be able to actually push on and grow this company. I just feel like it was such a hurdle for a while. Um, that feels like it's been. The, the the best thing for me. Yeah, seeing it come to life, it's just been a joy. And of course, working with all the amazing focus by people, you know, and just making those connections and, and learning. And it just has opened our eyes up to yeah. so much. And it's really been for the better. So um, it's just been a great process. Yeah. And, and, and I will also say, you know, we've got a, a handful of employees and they are, they're our lifeblood as they are for any, you know, mm -hmm. good organization. And we have gotten a lot of really great feedback from them as well. You know, we worked with them 
here and there throughout the process. Um, you know, we didn't want to bog them down too much in the minutia, but, um, you know, to have their support and to see them be so engaged now with us and the brand and the company, it's just been, it, it feels, it truly feels, it's kind of cliche to say you've like started a new chapter, but it a little bit does feel like we've turned a page and that we are absolutely kind of ahead, you know, with this weight lifted sort of thing. Yeah. Love it. Everybody's rowing in the same direction kind of feel, right? You can feel that um, propulsion, that momentum. Yeah. Love that. Exactly. So without it being color, what was the most surprising? What did you not foresee? Either part of the process, part of the success, part of the challenges. What was the most surprising aspect? It was, for me, it was the speed at which we needed to make decisions. Mm. the, the, the cadence of the process for us was a ball of stress, frankly, <laughs> necessarily so, you know, I, I can't imagine yeah. it not being a ball of stress, it, even if it's of the year. We work with Focus Lab through uh, effectively a, a brand design sprint, and it was a shorter, more condensed process that required a lot more focus and a lot more um, decision making. Uh, it, it required very fast decision making is what I'm trying to say. So. Every week we had a new deliverable, you know, from you guys. And every weekend we needed to like buckle down, you know, and, and, um, and make some really, really tough decisions, you know, and knowing that every single decision that we made ultimately dictated a very specific direction for our brand. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think the most surprising, I, I knew that it would be, I, I knew I'd need to make decisions. Um, I just felt like it was, it was a lot, you know, to, to, to work through really quickly. So that was, that, that was it for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Though mm-hmm. so I'm a little more decisive. Like I said, she, it's really had to be like, no, sit with it for a minute out. Like, you don't need to give me feedback like <laughs> the day after I give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like ready to go, but, um, you definitely struggled a little more with the timing, but also the sprint was a perfect you know, um, length of time for us and where we were at. Um, and, and not a lot of companies, I guess that goes back to, you know, why we landed with Focus Lab. That was unique, I find, to you guys. And it was really attractive for us. Um, because we, we knew we had a certain amount of time that we had to get it done. And this sprint was just the way to go. Right. Yeah. We, um, you know, we had been working through brand related things for, nine months, probably, you know, kind of on and off with um, our brand strategist. There was a certain level of urgency for us to kind of try to put a bow on it. And um, so anyway, yeah, it just it it, it was a it was a really quick process. But ultimately, um, it was probably for the better. You know, you would think as a CEO, I'd be really good at at making really high quality, quick decisions, you know, um, but it's so emotional, you know, like yeah. it's, it's every, it's an embodiment of everything that you care about. Um, you know, you pour everything into your company, everything, yep. not just business stuff. You pour your family, your life, your time, your money, it's all there. And it's like, you know, I think I told Chase and, um, and Sharice a couple of times throughout this process, you know, I've helped him to name three children at this point. And I had a much easier time with those decisions. <laughs> yes. you know, picking a direction, you know, and it's, it's not, it, it's very similar. It's very similar. It's just so, yeah. you get so much tied up in your company that you want it 
and you've got such specific vision for it that you just you feel like you owe it um, the justice to, um, to 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 make the best decision that you can. It doesn't surprise me that that was the most challenging. I, I think that that's probably true for most, quite honestly. Like you know, because there, there are big decisions to be made, and with our cadence, which is um, really dependable, right? This week to week to week to week cadence that just goes right Friday to Monday, Friday to Monday. Friday, you, know, you ship stuff and you talk about it. You ship stuff and you talk about it. There's a bit of a forced hand in there, but I heard you say it in there somewhere, which was like, in some ways, that is good though, right? Because it's like. It feels uncomfortable, but it's good. It's like a natural, pot, mostly positive tension of like, okay, we've got to actually make decisions to get to the place we're trying to go. Or else, if there were no boundaries, right, all of us, folks I've included, would be like, let's just spend a year on it. If money yeah. and time didn't matter, right, we'd sit on things forever and never make any decisions. So that cadence really keeps everybody in check while still obviously trying to have as, as much flexibility uh, that would make sense and saying like, okay, that's fine. Like spend some more, let's spend more time on color. Let's make sure we get that right. Let's make sure you're comfortable. And okay. So post project, uh, how is the new brand performing so far? Well, I kind of already touched on, I mean, we got tons and tons of good feedback. So I guess let's back up just a moment. So the way our, our you know, our, our business is very reliant on really strong personnel. That's the type of business that we're trying to build. The business model typically for smaller government contractors like us is to secure really high quality contract work on um, this interesting, that's fulfilling, that people can excel doing, and then to bring on as many people as you feel like you need to bring on to get that work done in a really great way. And so when we came to Focus Lab, even before we'd come to Focus Lab, I would say at some point last year, the amount of work that we had available to us to be able to work on outpaced the number of people that we had available to work on it. Um, and that's mostly related to very sort of inside baseball type problem. But in the government contracting world, there's security clearances and there are only so many people with those security clearances. And so, um, you know, when you've got a, a lot of positions open and available and only uh, a small set of folks that can actually work on them, hiring becomes very challenging mm -hmm. um, and highly competitive. And so, you know, one of the, we, we, we talked to Focus Lab very early on, you know, we've got this company, we're incredibly employee focused, we're incredibly um, human focused, uh, which is, a, I think, a, a big differentiator for us in our market that, you know, to, it's typically very transactional um, in the way that you hire and then staff people on, on the contracts. That felt like it was um, not the right way to, to live a life. And so we, we built a company that, that, that doesn't treat people quite that way. But so it was always a priority for us to build a company that, that, that can hire people in. One of the metrics that we use for success is interest in the company and the amount of people that we have sort of showing up at our door and saying, Hey, like that looks like it's a really great company. Is there, you know, are you hiring or, um, ultimately how many people are we onboarding? And so. We can report now. We've had um, at least one signed offer in the last in the last month since it's yeah, launch. Thirty days launch, which is yeah, great. Which is incredible. You know, like a, a good year is is maybe one or two hires at our size. Wow. Um, so yeah. we're, you know, within thirty days, we're in uh, really great shape, and we are um, putting out feelers for folks that can we can bring on internally that can help us grow and, and build our staff, and so. I think it all kind of comes back to 
the momentum is there now, man. Like we are, we're charging forward. You know, we've got lots of interest. We're making connections. We've done a lot of networking that we weren't doing previously. Um, and things are, you know, in general, things just feel really, really good. You know, like we had we almost sort of put stuff off for a while, you know, mm -hmm. kind of waiting for the brand to launch, just kind of going, well, why would we do this, make these big moves now? Like they may be even more impactful if we wait another two or three months and then do them then. So we had all this stuff sort of queued up and yeah. now that we're doing it, it's just sort of, um, it's, you know, it's feeling really good. So, yeah. I love that you spoke about the hiring and the recruiting aspect. I, it seems that more people are starting to realize that that is a strong benefit of a rebrand, but most, at least historically, think rebrands going to help me get more customers or more revenue. It's very much like an external facing, let me drive dollars kind of thing. Uh, but there's so much value to that internal, how you position your company, how that brand resonates with people that want to join your organization. 100%. And it sounds like uh, that's probably where you might even get more bang for your buck there, which is well, good, no. right? Like everyone has a different need. Brand yep. can serve a variety of needs. I'm happy you spoke to that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. It's it's been a, a it's been an incredible ride, you know, in the last months. And um and, and, and you know it's it's not even an our recruiting has been fantastic, you know, like I feel like we're we've got a lot of momentum there. But you know, just to go back to like the people that are already working for us, like there's just this energy now. Yes. That's really, really good inside the company. And clarity as well. You know, yep. like we we just have that North Star that was a little buzzy before, but now we mm -hmm. really, we all kind of know where we're going. Yep. Yeah, I've said this to the past couple of people that I've spoken to, but I can't help but say it because we just rebranded ourselves as well, right? In uh, October of 2020 into April of 21, we were rebranding ourselves. I now even more intimately understand that feeling. I always knew it to be true, right? Like, like, a brand company. I knew that what we were doing was valuable and would bring clarity. But having relived it again so recently, I relish in that clarity too, knowing what flag I'm carrying and why I'm carrying it and where I'm going to carry it to. There is a weight that comes off your shoulders when you know that. You're like, oh, God, this is refreshing. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 And it really goes down to the tiniest detail, like just yes. everyday decisions of like, how you're going to respond to someone or who you're going to reach out to or what event you're going to commit to. Like that all is tied to the brand and your ethos and just all wrapped up in a nice little bow and it, it feels really good. It helps us make decisions now. Yeah, that is yes. such a, that's such an insightful point. I've never really kind of heard that articulate. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like even the meetings, down to the meetings that you take, you know, like if there's someone that, you know, reaches out that's interested in, in working with you or even working for you. If there's something there that just doesn't seem to align with your values, you know, like going through yep. this process, we knew our values, like we just probably couldn't have said them very articulately. Mm -hmm. um, and so having that, that we can sort of refer to, as you said, the North Star is, has been incredibly, um, yeah, it brings a ton of clarity to the process. Yeah. Great. Great, great, great. Well, I think we did it. Um, so my last question, and this kind of goes back to the listeners, the viewers, if, if you were going to speak now, remove me, I'm going to pass the mic solely to the both of you. If you're going to be speaking to somebody that's like, Hey, I think I'm going to go through a rebrand, focus lab aside. 
what what would you tell them? What would you, your your words of wisdom be to that person or people that they should be thinking about, considering, avoiding as they enter a rebrand? Yeah, I mean, I think know your company, know it really, really well. Um, know what you're trying to achieve. Being able to articulate it is one thing, but just at least knowing it internally and being able to word vomit it to someone for at least a few minutes to have them sort of understand what it is that you're trying to achieve is super important. You know, if you go into this process without a really clear idea or a clear vision, um, then I think ultimately the brand is not going to reflect that. I think, yeah, I think the brand will ultimately suffer. Either it's going to come out in content, you know, and, and you're not going to be consistent in your content. Um, or ultimately it may just even be a visual thing, you know, like your, your visual identity may not, you know, jive with your tone or whatever. I just think that it's, it's incredibly important to be as assuming it's a leader of the company that's coming forward. Um, they just really need to have a very clear idea of what it is they're trying to achieve. And then I think that makes the process much easier. We had a, a pretty good idea, but, you know, working through brand strategy was, was probably ultimately the best thing we could have done early on to try to suss out all those details. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I've said it to Allison a few times throughout this whole process. Like, I feel like if we could do it again, you know what I mean? Like that much better. Be that much better. You know, like we're going through the process, you know, it's like we kind of paved the road through that first pass, right? And if we could then drive on that road a second time, you know, it would be just, you know, it'd be so smooth and clean and we might, you know, so I guess the point is as much of that work you can kind of um, work through ahead of time is, is super helpful. Okay. Wonderful. Great words of advice. I agree with all of those. Plus one, plus two, plus three. Uh, all right. That's it. We're done here. Um, thank you all. I'll just finish with just saying thank you for trusting Focus Lab with this important journey of yours. Like we know how important and special and emotional and big these decisions are. So thank you for trusting us with that. Uh, we look forward to following along, to supporting. Well, well, yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's yeah. been really great. All right, we'll see you out there. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs>